0: BUST it! Have you ever had a dream that that you um you had?
1: Oh, okay, let's go.
2: If you have to have finite answers to infinite questions, uh, you're not going to move. What if your truth isn't the truth? You know I didn't come here to preach to you today,
1: but you know I feel good. I feel good because I know there's a God somewhere.
0: Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for checking out the Roar Radio Podcast. We are in the building again. We've been, man, we've been on a little bit of a break, but we are back. So thanks for checking out the Roar Radio Podcast. This is episode 11 coming to y'all live, man. I'm in the building with some amazing people. This is Roar Radio where we roar for the kingdom. And so to my left, to my direct left, the diva herself hello mrs finger on the trigger always <laughs> my sister though the one person who can keep me grounded outside of my mom and my lovely wife uh my sis adra hello this is miss let me pronounce my name first before you try it
3: yes <laughs> you know it's five letters but you know it trips people up
0: <laughs> yo I couldn't get your name right for the first 4 years. So, but that's another story. And to <laughs> my right, my bro, uh, my man, my my homie, my dog, my my warrior, my man Caleb, that's me. My bro's in the flesh right now. Yeah. And uh this yeah, this real radio episode 11 coming to y'all live, man. This is so it's going to be a, a great time tonight. Uh we're going to get into a really fun topic, uh really, really thought-provoking topic um and tonight's episode is called what if uh but first uh i, I got some comic book nerds in the building he does some comic fans mm-hmm. and although he is a dc <laughs> fan Boo. uh he's rocking the right shirt today i knew where i was at <laughs> he said, i knew where it was gonna be uh so we all got marvel shirts on so we are the biggest dorks in the world but mm-hmm. look is what we love is what we do right yeah
3: I mean you gotta stay ready so you don't have to get ready you know, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, <laughs> like you gotta be you gotta have the shirt like just in the corner like i'm ready
0: just got all ready at all times i like yours though yours is pretty dope You gotta be like captain america oh, yeah. it's, uh, inverse colors
3: it's from the dude section at belk i don't buy t-shirts from the woman <laughs> section because they all cropped like you
1: said in civil war remember captain america all he told ant-man was
0: suit up suit up this suit is, up this is what that is all right, so you know where some comic books. Are. So this uh, episode is actually inspired by the new "What If" um, series on Disney Plus, and I this it just made me really made me like question some things. There's always like that "What If," and so I really love this series. Uh, it's kind of dark, though. Yeah, it's been a little no I'm not no spoilers you're right no spoilers they're not gonna spoil it so if you haven't seen it well we're gonna talk about at least the first three episodes if you I'm haven't sorry, seen today's then or the it's okay the zombies that's all I'll say zombies um but outside of that it's pretty dark though yeah, it's interesting
3: it is and I think it's because people want to know what if but no one wants to know like the good version of what if because we've already seen the good version in yeah. But like true. what if they messed up?
0: Or yeah it made the like, wrong choice. Right. Bro. Or
3: like what if bro. they were actually human beings? Yeah. And we're just like I don't feel like doing this today.
1: Yeah. I feel like Doctor Strange's episode
0: could tie into what we're about to talk about tonight. That was serious. Like he made that choice for love. He's like it was very selfish.
3: Yeah. But we have to remember Doctor Strange is not a selfless person he's he not
0: he was ha- a jerk at he
3: had no he's still a jerk now like dude is like, <laughs> he got
0: humble there's no grace there's
3: no there's dude no is grace. like awful like the- we love him but he is he and iron man are still selfish at the end of the that's day that's why it
1: was so funny to see them coexist in infinity war yeah
3: because they were it- talking to themselves
0: exactly yeah. and it was i, I lo- um i thought it was so crazy because you know it's funny They did the exact same thing between Iron Man and Strange when, you know, when Iron Man made that choice, like, hey, we'll bring everybody back, but we're not going back in time. Yeah. You know, we're not going to undo because I have a daughter and she needs to exist. Right. I was like, wow. And that changed everything. And Strange just, you know, I love her so much. I have to destroy the whole universe to have her. Well, he didn't know he was going to do that, but... So maybe him and Thanos have more in common than they
1: realize.
0: Mm, I didn't even think about that.
3: I don't know. It's just, it's just, we got to stop giving credit where it's not new. (laughs) Like, like, you know, so whatever.
0: But uh, the the series was really cool. And it kind of just raised up that question of what if, and I know I've spent countless nights up, you know, thinking what if and we always go back to like what if i made this other decision what if i decided to go this other path you know a lot of times when we see where we are we always think well what if i what if i did this um and even though we you know we appreciate a lot of the stuff we have now you know you know i wouldn't wouldn't replace my family for anything but i always do think like what if i took this course or what if I got this degree and so that's what we're talking about we got a couple of questions um that we're gonna go through and I think it's cool because we're in this you know I got two millennials here um I'm technically I on the numbers I'm technically a millennial you're on your way out bro I, I know I'm, <laughs> you got Whoa. I know I know credit credit I think student. like I'm, I'm right on the border but i like to you know i think you guys are still in that you guys are still making life decisions yeah so do you so let me just start off with this do you guys reflect uh we'll start with you edrea uh, do you got do you reflect on the choices that you've made how old are you so everybody knows
3: i am 26
0: 26 jesus <laughs> She's like i have to pay taxes uh so it's so, not good <laughs> not right now you gotta have, <laughs> you gotta have kids you gotta have kids to enjoy that but um so at 26 have you had you know those nights or those those moments where you're like man what if i did a couple of things different
3: yeah so mine are a bit like what if i had chosen another major in college or Mm. what if i had chosen another group of friends what if i kept the friends that were obviously trash but what if i like kept them obviously
0: trash. Mm. obviously
3: and what if i kept them and not my other friends so it's always like those but they only happen in times where the path that i have chosen aren't isn't working the way that i need it to Mm. Mm. or it isn't doing it's it's not giving what it was supposed to give like it's just
0: it's, nah. it, ugh. I got you. Okay, what how old are you so everybody? I'm 22. 22 the babies in the building. The wet behind
1: my, the bandana. <laughs> <laughs> so so what about you? Do you have a lot of
0: those moments? Of course.
1: Like so a little bit about me, I graduated 4 years ago, which is weird God. to say now. It's really what? weird to
0: say.
3: You like old, like dust, Andre, at this point. Thank you. You're welcome. If
0: I ever felt so great about myself, thank you. Dust.
3: I mean, I got arthritis in my right knee, so I don't
0: have that. <laughs> See, yeah, but my back don't work. Anyway, you, you
1: said he's dust. <laughs> all you gotta do was just say, "Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good." No, <laughs> <don't> <laughs> do it. all
0: right. So before we jump into the the, the the questions we got here, I gotta ask this. It's the it's the famous question, and I think it kind of goes with this too. Um, so we'll start with you, Caleb. Why do you believe in God? Oh man. You well, knew it was coming <laughs> <laughs> well, like most kids, I
1: was really raised religious, right, mm-hmm. but like also most kids, I didn't really follow it. I mean, of course, I said I believe, but you know you know how that goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was doing certain things, I probably shouldn't be doing, and it wasn't till three years ago to where I started taking it seriously, but God humbled me because I had to go through walk through the fire to get there, mm. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, we can go into that later, but I don't want to take up too much time.
0: <laughs> no, 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 that's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. But I, got a story. I, I feel that that's I got a story. I got you. So we're gonna we're gonna actually we, we we gonna come back to that. We gonna come back at red.
3: Yeah. So I was also raised in the church, black church. Mom was an usher. So well. Yup. Couldn't go to the bathroom <laughs> while he was praying. That whole thing. Um, and then about when COVID about started. I started to understand that I didn't really love God. Mm. I just knew of him. I mm. didn't I didn't engage with him. I didn't pray. I didn't do what I was quote unquote supposed to do.
0: So the relationship aspect wasn't there. It was it more wasn't. formality. Me neither. Relationships. Me
3: neither. Right. Wasn't the type right. thing. And so honestly, because of like everything that was happening with like George Floyd and like all the other stuff, I took like a few steps back from the church and was like, if this is Jesus. I I don't like him and Mm. I can't follow someone I don't like and I don't trust. Um, And so recently I've come back with a better understanding of the difference between the people that God loves and has placed in my life and God himself. They're two very different Mm. like facets and so where the people will fail me, God won't fail me. And that gives me a better understanding of like what love is. Therefore, I can learn to love him better.
0: Wow. Okay. Dang. Wow. We there. Two. <laughs> Just ah, we in here. Oops. All right. No, it's good. It's good. Um, so, I mean, I think a lot of that kind of leads into what we're talking about right now um and so we're gonna just shoot off with the first question so the first question is this what if scripture was lived out loud um versus just read out loud because i know a lot of times we go to church either the pastor's reading the word or we're in a small group setting and we read a word we read a scripture and even if it's just the small like do this or do that I think a lot of times we read it more often than we actually lived it. So Caleb, starting with you, man, in your mind, what would be, what would be the opposite reality to what if we actually engaged and lived the word that we actually read? What if we lived it out more than we actually read it out loud? You know, my first, when I
1: first read this, I was like, honestly, we'd live in a utopia if that was the case. Because you know i know and you know we go on the internet and see pastors they like they say they're not preaching they're, they're preaching but they're not teaching not no, no, mm-hmm. i said that wrong um How I say that? they're quoting scripture that they don't follow uh, okay and truth be told a lot of us do that and so i think if we were to do that
0: what would be like the dynamic shift that you I mean I know you said utopia and I really think like of course we'd all think of like the heaven on earth kind of thing but what if like on a like a day-to-day thing you think you would see more of or you would like to see more of if we did that as a collective or even just for yourself do you think of certain things or examples in that type of sense like what do you think would be the shift there you see a lot more kindness kindness People wouldn't, well, Christians
1: wouldn't abandon the poor, the sick, the weak, and
0: piggyback, Edria. I'm Trying oh. to think, I know you got a lot of this stuff. Patrick. Oh yeah what, yeah, yeah. what do you think? So if if what it, what what would it look like to you if we, you know, lived out the word more so than we, you know, we kind of we read it a lot, but what if we lived it out more so?
3: It all starts honestly about how you come to God. So when Jesus was teaching and everything, he said, come to me like children. And what do? how do children learn through mimicry, right? You have kids. Mm. So like, you ever done the thing with the food? You're like, I don't really like this, but I really need him to eat the green stuff. <laughs> so I'm going to eat the green stuff so he can. the baby food. Oh, the baby food. And so it's like, that would be the first jump off into living it and not just hearing it or reading it is to be humble enough to understand that one, you don't know everything. That's sometimes the trouble with like Western Christianity is like, I know everything. And therefore I have to tell everyone who's living wrong that Mm. they're living wrong. And it's like, Jesus never did that. He was your friend first, Yeah, love came and then correction. And we like to do the opposite to correct you in love even though it's not loving,
0: and that's the I've seen that, and that's why I like I think about this a lot. I'm like, what if we were were like more like Jesus, which we read all the time, but it I'm just blows my it. mind how we we miss the point.
3: It's all like I said. It all comes to the place of humility to know that you could be wrong. Yeah, and that's the issue that I found in my walk with people who were supposed to be ahead of me and pulling me up is that they can't be wrong because if they're wrong, then there's a sort of human element to it. And if we think of it like, if we use the term of like superheroes, there is a human element in mm. each one of them, but it doesn't make them less powerful than when they started. True. It makes them stronger than when they started. Yeah, And I truly believe if we lived it, we could understand that a lot better and we're able to, like be like that because i think jesus was actually like that
1: okay piggybacking off of that me and dre were just talking like 30 minutes ago about why spider-man was so popular because he was nerdy didn't have friends i was i was on twitter the other day he didn't have a lot of money either
0: yeah he's pretty pretty
1: broke pretty broke so i like how you said he not correct um
0: like more more human (laughs) yeah 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 I like that human, human element to yeah. it to it to them like that yeah so it was more relatable mm-hmm. so let me ask you guys this in in this question right here what would be one what is one part of of either the way jesus walked or something scriptural that you've read that if you could if you could hone in on one part of, of scripture that you would love to see more lived out what would that be I know I didn't put that in there, but if, if, <laughs> if one part could just come to your mind. Well, side note, before we go on to this, Andrea, I like that you
1: said when Jesus talked, he he was your friend, then corrected, not condemned. That's where we get
0: confused. Yeah. And, I, and, and that's what, I, you know, I see it so much. You know, you can look anywhere, I think, and it started a while back, you know, in different denominations and I'm not, you know, casting out anybody. But, you know, because I've even made that mistake of where, like, you see something wrong and I, I don't know, I feel like we're almost conditioned to, you know, strike down whatever is wrong, like, first, it's like, just hit it hard, just nip it at the bud. We're kind of conditioned to just, you know, if it's bad, we see it's bad, just wipe it out. But there's, a lot of times I've found that there's so much more in what's wrong than what is actually wrong right there. So a lot of times what you're seeing, whatever sin it is, or you know whatever it looks like if it's wrong there's a reason why that came out and we have to get to the bottom of that first yeah and i think that's a lot of jesus would become your friend and get build that relationship up and then you know okay i see this let's let's talk about it let's converse about it so what would you say
3: um i would say scripturally um probably ephesians 4:11 through 16 and so it says so christ himself gave the apostles the prophets the evangelists the pastors and the teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the son of god and become more mature attaining to the whole measures to the fullness of christ
0: So much to unpack in that. So much. But the one part that caught my attention was, and then this is especially in the church, we always have these, this person's higher, this person's up here, you know, you got the pastor up here, then you got, you know, admin here, and then they run things. And then you got your worship teams, and then you got your volunteers and your glorified volunteers, you know, the, they're ones that are over the whole ministry. And I feel like a lot of times those hierarchies are very divisive. They divide us. And what you said was literally like everybody needs to be at the same place Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. be effective, to be in unison, to be in unity. We all have to be striving to be at the same place. Like if you're in and this is for like, you know, if you're just I'll say this because. It's another question, but we should be. <laughs> you just got ahead, dang good. <laughs> but it was like you know, you should be striving to be in the knowledge place where the pastor is. Yes, it almost sounds like you shouldn't be le- At some point, you shouldn't be. At some point, let me get, let me preface that. At some point, you should be where the pastor is, and he shouldn't be just teaching you. You should be almost like when he says something in agreement with it.
3: Yes, so what my what my family used to say is because my grandpa was a bishop he said you should be able to quote the scriptures and end at the same time as the pastor Mm. you should be able to do this he was it. (laughs) isaac hopkins but yeah you need to be and that's the problem is people are so they take the sheep thing so seriously to Before. the fact that they don't learn enough so they don't become goats.
0: Like we're supposed to stay the flock.
3: Right, <laughs> and it's like, you know, and I love Jesus, but sometimes I'm like, you calling me dumb because sheep are dumb. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> sheep
0: are, sheep are horrible. Yeah, no, they
3: sure. are because if you tip them over, you got to lift them back up or they'll just starve <laughs> to death with their cows. Side. No, that's sheep. What are you doing tipping over sheep? I mean, I'm not gonna t- like if he just you fell watch, over, video, you know, she
0: that. watches, you know, she watches YouTube videos. <laughs> I do not watch sheep videos tipping. of people
3: sheep tipping. I
0: better not find that on your browser, but girl. I do not.
3: <laughs> <laughs> But it's like people take that so seriously, as in the fact of you know, but it like, yes, sheep follow the shepherd at all times, but also you're a person he used it as a metaphor like you're not physically supposed to be a sheep and just follow what someone says because that's how you get colts. and we don't drink kool-aid over here
0: oh what flavor depends on the flavor
3: i think it was grape (laughs) that they used but i can't remember okay
0: if it's grape, then that's fine because no red
3: no because you gotta add so much sugar it's no other great
0: like who's complaining about that you're, so you get the diabeticus but no one you're, that hurts us you're if you know what i mean when i say us man, crying. A, look don't i ain't worried about the penguins
1: i drink <laughs> enough water. we get but i guess we can go down a whole wormhole because you said cults and so I've, i was on the internet do you think christianity is a cult
0: you know Some i've heard Christians. i've heard people reference christianity as a a ritualistic type of thing and i i guess i can see their point if they're talking about how we do things you know on a schedule and and different things like that but i don't think it makes it a cult i think it's i think there are i've seen churches that i've operated as cults throughout my you know my life and it's been weird i've seen churches take on cult type mentalities um, so to speak, but I don't think Christianity is a cult because, you know, a cult is kind of this brainwashed type of thing. Like you, you subscribe to this, you believe this. And I know it sounds like Christianity, but at the end of the day, Christianity is, is, is by faith, right? You believe yeah. in it. Right. But there's this part to it we call free will. So if you don't want to do this anymore, you're out, you can go, you know, um there's probably if people love you i think they're gonna probably want you to stay but it's not gonna be like i'm gonna force you to stay you know i don't think that's how it's if if they cut you off for leaving the church that's wrong yeah you know if someone walks away from the church and you know they hate you for it and they start talking about your back that's completely wrong that builds that church hurt up some people i think like you know you said you know you had to step away for a minute to kind of reevaluate and reassess and look you're back hey you're here not like Lord. that but you know what i'm saying like in that sense and so i feel like you know i guess i could see how some people would be like oh yeah this this is very cultish y'all do these cultish things but i think if you get to the real heart of it it's not you'll see that it's not but if you see those red flags then you need to start asking questions about the place that you're in with that you know what i'm saying But well, let me also say this i feel like with anything if you follow it hard enough it can become a cult you, I, mean, I mean anything can be idolized outside of you know if if your main focus isn't Jesus and you're placing other things ahead like you know I have to serve more you know serving takes precedent over actually going to service and being fed then that's becoming an idol you know that's building in that space Now we're actually got a, like a whole thing on that one coming up what are you going to say
3: oh I was just going to say because the definition is a system of religious um, veneration and devotion directed towards a particular figure or object. So it's like, if you take the relationship out of Christianity, it can be seen as a cult because mm. there's nothing to like physically connect you or emotionally or mentally connect you with the person that you're admiring. So in a cult, a lot of times they see the person and they have to give the person something, either Mm. inappropriate, you know, sexual misconduct, all that other stuff. Like you have to give them something in order for them to love you, which is different because Christianity is like, you can just be yourself, even if it's trash. Yeah. And God still loves you. Yeah. So there's no exchange, there's no like power exchange between you and Jesus or God.
0: And then the the things you do offer up, your heart are things that you can take away. But then like anything that you have to give isn't this like physical, like you just said, physical thing. Like even with baptism, it's just a proclamation. But you're like, you're saying, hey, look, I'm this is my new spirit, this is my new body, I'm being reborn in this but it's not of it's not on that same scale like oh well first for you to come here you need to give us this amount of money or right. you need to be this kind of person
3: right it happens so it's like when you give to a cult leader you're actually giving to the cult leader but when you give to god through tithing or like helping someone you're recycling that it's not a here this is for you it's a here this is for us mm. which is very different
0: very different all right so let's do let's jump to two uh question two what if we understood people and humans people just in general um past their sin and i know it's like well duh that's what you're supposed to do anyway but i feel like this one we fail at probably the most Mm -hmm. and i think this is what we were literally just talking about so yeah so for you caleb um you know you're a little bit younger so so in the place that you are right now what would it look like if people were just like i care more about this person than anything that they're doing wrong well, How, what, what how does that resonate with you again
1: man it's uh when i seen it i was like utopia
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> but you what exactly do you mean by that so what i mean that's like for instance like what we were just talking before is like you know if someone you know we were talking about the uh that well, what was the case was it last year george floyd or not george floyd the other one where the the chick the police officer went to the guys amber geiger um yeah Malcolm so she Keener. went into you know the apartment and she killed the guy right and then you know the family forgave him or yeah. forgave her you know and they were and people were like. The family's stupid for doing that and we were talking about you know well what would it look like if they didn't so like in that instance what if we had that compassion to say look i'm gonna look past the things you did wrong and look at you you know not that we're not gonna talk about it or correct it or whatever but we're looking at you as a person like in your space how would that look like for you well relating to that case i think
1: Again, looking at them, we all do wrong, all of us. We all, uh, hmm, that's a good question, man.
0: <laughs> do you think, like, for you, you know, and I'm not saying, you know, you're not, you're a great kid, you're a great guy. Um, and we've talked a lot about the different situations that you were in when you were younger. Yeah. I mean, back in high school, and you, you know, you made a bad decision, you made a bad choice, you know. How much more would have meant to you if people saw you and knew you for you versus whatever mistakes you made at that time? I would have felt way better about myself
1: instead of people looking at me for whatever I did and judging me, calling me fill in the blank. I would have felt like, okay, we're all human. We all mess up instead
0: of painting me as some evil person. Because that's not who you are. No. It's a bad representation. Mm -hmm. What about you, Ray? (sighs)
2: <sighs> cause I know, well,
0: I, cause it seems so simple, but I think there's like, there's so much there that I think we need to fix.
3: There are so many layers to it. Like I said earlier, I had to take a step away. I was like, this is not it Um, because so backstory for those who have not heard um, from a previous podcast yet, I had posed a question
0: Yes, you did.
3: I did. I posed a question. If
0: you haven't listened to that, listen. (laughs) But go ahead and
3: tell them because you're here now. Please tell them. So I posed a question in regards to abortion and nice topic now because um, Texas. Um, Old neck of the woods. Jesus. Um, (laughs) So many things. But I posed a question to if you don't like it this much, then what are you doing to prevent it from happening?
0: And I, th- I thought that was amazing question. It was, I thought it was a great question.
3: It's a question that keeps me up at night because I, so I have a sociological background. My whole view on life is to look objectively. So I'm always looking at the globe. I'm not looking in like at the house, like I'm looking at everything mm. involved. And there are physical, so monetary things that would contribute to someone getting an abortion. There are emotional things, there are mental things going on. Um, You're not taking into account, basically you're just telling people that it's wrong. One, you're not telling, and let me say this, this is never a woman's first choice. I feel like that needs to be said. This is never a woman's first choice to go through that. It's a traumatizing experience. How do I know? I've spoken to people who've done it. It's not easy. It's not good. Like no one just wants to do that. And so when people would seek out help from the church, it was a don't do that in a pro-life stance, but pro-life after, you know, they were born was like, so what do we do with it? Yeah. And the question is it's like, no, what do you do with it?
0: And that, you know, I thought, To me because like as i'm looking at these questions it is the what if so if 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 you are telling me to do this what if you had several programs because it's not like, like let's let's be honest it's not like the money's not out there because i've seen them pull all this money together for these organizations to promote not doing it when i think like if those funds were you know controlled right you know of course but there's no place where there's no building that i know of that if you know you decide to keep it but you have you know your parents are kicking you out if you keep it you know that's i know i'm sure that you've heard that before like my parents are going to kick me out if i don't you know and you're thinking to yourself like well what do i do then you know it's so then where do you go there's no building there's no place i'm sure someone will tell me well there's a place well you know I'm not seeing a lot of options.
3: It's not common knowledge.
0: Yeah, it's not common like, you know, oh, well you can go here or you can do this or this church is definitely going to help you out. Mm-hmm. There is no 100% guarantee that any church is going to is going to be so forth. And and maybe I could be wrong. There could be a church out there or a couple churches out there who have amazing programs for this. But it's one of those things that is not, you know, publicized or promoted mm-hmm. oh, that we're going to help you, we're going to take you in. And so the question needs to be asked. So what is what is the you know the alternative?
3: And and so
0: what was what was the the backlash <laughs> the slander that you got because you man,
3: you you were there. Um I'm getting
0: I get heated just publicly.
3: It. I did so I asked on Facebook because first of all that was foolish, but second of all, <laughs> it was because I trusted people in the church enough to know me enough to understand this was a valid concern.
0: And who came out your throat for that?
3: The church people. <laughs> um, yes, was, so and they got
0: grimy too.
3: I was told that one, it's murder, which I never disagree. I never agree or disagree with so anybody's you opinion.
1: continuing, I'm just gonna go ahead and guess. They say it's wrong and wipe their hands and
3: that's it. It's not just that it was wrong. They didn't wipe their hands on it. They literally wiped it in dirt and slapped me across the face with it. I'm not a Christian. Um, I'm too liberal to be a Christian. How am I going to find a husband if I like to murder babies? And I'm
0: like, why did it? It didn't even have to
1: go. something. God does not care about your political affiliation at all. So that's just a bunch of bull manure.
3: It was, it was a lot. And at the delicate mental and emotional state I was in was not, it was not it. And I'm talking like my DMs were getting real nasty. Uh Not what they were putting. Cause under the post was fine. They were having their own separate conversations. My DMs though, were a different story.
0: Yeah. It was a whole nother face to it.
3: And I have in that moment, I had never felt so disgusting in my entire life. I literally had to look and be like, I just wanted to know the answer to a question. And it that what if, the negative what if, spiraled me to, well, I can't ask questions now. Well, now I can't trust these people. Well, now I can't be around these people. Well, now this is what Jesus looks like and I'm scared of him. Yeah. Um, Now I don't know how to love people in the church anymore because I don't trust you. And so it was literally a domino effect that really didn't have to happen, but that if. Yeah. And,
0: And I think that's like the heart of this conversation is like, could we have taken, what if we took a different route? you know, it would have affected your life and your heart, and that hurt your ministry. Because in a place where you could have been like, oh, you know, I'm having supportive conversation, um, the church is really this place where you can go, you can't bring that to nobody because you're not really living that. Right. It would be a a lie, a facade, you know, because you can't say that, you know, I feel good about this, and you couldn't tell, you couldn't go to a friend who may be struggling with not so much this topic, but something else, and say, hey, you can go to the church and ask them this question, right? Because blatantly, obviously, we can't <laughs> that ask was them rough. nothing.
3: Now, I will say that there were I did have friends that were like, "Hey, we love you. Let's talk about this." It was people who I who were quote unquote above me, which we just talked about, mm. who I had admired that were kind of sneering my name through the mud. Um, I was like, Jesus was a feminist. Why am I having this conversation? <laughs> I'm like, Jesus loves all the little children, but he also understands where you're coming from. Yeah. Like, it's this thing of, they just saw what was wrong with the question instead of admiring my heart behind the question.
0: Yeah, man. And you know, it's crazy. I had, I think I've talked about this before, but I had not the similar thing, but I've seen it and it's always always with the church always church folk you know i i saw something online it was, it was a couple of christians or christian group um church group they went to a pride uh parade they had signs up that just said we're sorry we're sorry for you know the way we've treated you all this stuff and right off the rip i had church people coming and attacking the post That had nothing to do with them saying that this was stupid. This was wrong. That this was, uh, uh, you know, one one lady she went off the rip and just started talking about this past stuff. Like they will, well, they were calling me a Bible thumper. I'm sorry. You mean all the gay people in this photo were calling you a Bible thumper? They don't even know you. Where, Where are we going? And you obviously see this hurt, this or. Yeah, well, hurt for her, but also just where people are at. But it blows my mind because you look at these questions and be like, well, that's easy stuff. But it's not when you really start to peel back the reactions that, you know, we've seen, especially. And it's been crazy how social media has really, you know, they talk about how fake it is. But it and the opposite side of that, it really shows you how people are.
3: Yes, go to TikTok and just (laughs) cheese.
1: The social media thing is weird because people get on there and fake. Like, I've seen it hardcore. Like, I'll never forget in 2018, this dude said, I just bought my first house. And then the next day I Snapchat him was like, hey, how's that house going? He
0: said, oh, I just posted that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's, I mean, it is, I mean, there's a lot of fake on there, but there's also this, you know, when you, I think it's more like the stuff that's posted You know you can you know you i don't think you can really take any of it for a lot of face value but then when it starts getting to that interaction and the relationship of it how you enter you know interact with people that's when you when the words start to come out not so much the pictures but when the words start rolling out you really see it and i don't mean to like attack the church or attack christians but i honestly think that you know if we if we changed a lot of the way we act sometimes with other people, it could really produce good fruit. And, mm-hmm. you know, really, you know, these people are here harvest. I think there's so many people out there who really want to have a relationship with Jesus, but they are way too afraid to, to even, or don't really want to deal with church people.
3: The thing is is that I found from church people is I will point the finger at your problem so nobody looks at mine. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's like a struggle because it's like, okay, you may not struggle with homosexuality and that's fine, but for you to go up to someone and tell them whatever, what have you about how terrible that they're living with no love behind it, you're doing more damage in that one moment then them hearing some pastor that they've never heard before did yeah yeah. and it just sucks you know i have a lot of friends who aren't christians because me too you know it is what it is but and i love them with everything that i have but i love them first yeah and then if jesus comes up in a conversation or something the thing is is like christians want to like if it's a door, then when I like kick open the bolt, like open up. All right. I would tell you about Jesus and <laughs> like throw a Bible out of it, like run away. But it's Read that. Right. But it's like Jesus himself is a gentleman and he knocks and then we open the door. And we have to do the same thing for people who aren't Christians because there's nothing worse than you throwing a Bible at someone who doesn't believe it's real. Yeah. They're just like, oh, thanks for the, the paperweight. <laughs> I appreciate this
0: start coloring up
1: <laughs> like, all right so hold on i wanted to get to something about okay. hypocrisy you okay. know in the church well that's and me included goes with it so this monday uh my cousin shared something on facebook about hey if you're a felon you can work at these places and you know me i like to joke so i commented and said moral of the story don't be a felon but he came back and corrected me and said caleb no not everybody's blessed to grow up we all have passed, and what what do you say? Yeah, we all have passed, and stuff happens. And I just made me think like, I need to make a look in the mirror
2: sometimes.
0: Yeah, I mean, and that's a good thing. I mean, I think I think we've all had those moments where we're like, "Ooh, probably shouldn't have went there. Probably shouldn't have said that." What if I, you know, what if I said it differently? Now, and I think that case, it's probably good that it happened in that kind of exchange rather than it was in someone's face because you never know. Like, you could be. I mean, a lot of times I think we go out and I always think like, who's, who's around me? Like just to, to know backstories and like, you could be on the train with a felon. You could be, you know, somebody like, oh my God, no, no, no. But you never, that could, a lot of times, you know, we look at, oh, well, he's a felon. Probably stole a book bag and got maximum sentence for it. It's it not like we've never seen that, yeah. you know, yeah. the, the mom who sent their kids to another district to go to a better school gets thrown in jail for 11 years and has a record, but that's what she did. Like, we go in and we just dive in. And so, that was like the point of the question is like looking past what anybody did wrong, you know, and not saying we, you know, when I say look past it, I'm not, I'm just saying look at the person. Not saying that we're going to just totally ignore what they did or, you know, whatever, but we're not going to just weight them down with it. It's not going to be like a ball and chain. We're, we're going to make them drag it around. All right. So, this one, let's, we're gonna bring it to a more personal level, all right, so number three is this. What if Jesus called and showed up at your door? Not even called, Jesus don't call. He ain't gonna go call, because he's like, if I call you, nah, I'm gonna just show up. So, Edraya, what if Jesus just showed up at your door? What would I do? Yeah.
3: Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Not even trying to be funny, absolutely nothing, because there is no one else in this whole world, it, to my knowledge, that I would be willing to let see my trash.
1: Mm, he already knows it.
3: Not even just because of that. It's because of he's coming from a place of love. Like, I expect him to bring me things, not in a rude way. Mm. <laughs> but like, he's like, hey. Do you
2: come and give <laughs> it's,
3: it's like not. Wait, it's like, do you have that Hermes um, back? Oh, no. <laughs> So, no, it's not like that. But it's like, that's just the kind of person I see him as. As that person who's like, I've come here to give you knowledge. I've come here to give you love. I've come here to give you support through your like tough time. Um, Can I come in? Yeah. And first of all, as a Christian, what am I going to say? No. No. <laughs> but even as just a person, I'm like, wow, that's really nice. And then I open the door. My house is a mess. He was like, "Wow, it's nice in here." Now <laughs> yeah, let like, me
0: let me. So Jesus just came in your house. It's about dinner time. What are you ordering? Because you asked Jesus, Jesus, what do you like? And he's like, mm. "Surprise me."
3: Ordering, I'm cooking. It's Jesus. I would <laughs> Oh,
0: you trying to get it in? I wouldn't. No, order I
3: mean, well, first of all, um, I'm in grad school, so <laughs> ordering food's not really a thing anymore. Um, but the other thing is like if because you know i love jesus i've learned how to love him that is one of the ways i know how to love well By is cooking? cooking food
0: well i made you Martin guys food before bit. yeah yes. you have You have. it wasn't bad we could go around too anyway uh <laughs> so you're at the crib you're chilling it's your day off jesus shows up what if what if jesus showed up at your door not morgan freeman jesus either I'm well, talking like real God, Jesus. Not Jesus. Oh yeah, get that's right. right. He, was right. he was God. He uh, was. So I just watched that movie too. How did I get that wrong? Uh, so is. yeah. So what if Jesus shows up uh, at your door? What do you What do you feel? First thoughts. Um, what's 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 that situation look like?
1: First of all, I wouldn't cook anything. <laughs> <laughs> like, no. I would. I would get some snacks, get some water, and we'd sit down and talk. But before I go into this. When I was reading this question this morning, my grandmother reminded me that Jesus does come to your door, but will you let him in? Mm. He, he shows up in people. And so let me ask you, do you is, is that your first reaction? Like, hey, come on in, man. If I knew it was Jesus, yes. Mm-hmm. I would just get vulnerable with him. I'm not going to lie. I would break down and say, Jesus, why'd you let this happen? Yada, yada, yada. But at, like I, we would have like a whole group therapy session. We'd talk, like have like, a hardcore conversation Mm. about my life. And And since he knows what's happened in my life, I'm like, Jesus, 2014, 2018, let's talk about it.
0: Let me ask you both, Uh, since we're on you, Caleb, are you ready for that conversation? Like, whatever he has for you, he came specifically to you, to your house. He's not nowhere else, but at your house. Um, to talk to me to talk to you for what what are you ready for that conversation if he sits down he's like hey man uh we gotta talk
1: well first and foremost if jesus came to talk to me i would like you can't tell me nothing i'm like (laughs) (laughs) i'm like jesus came to talk to me so but i think i would be but i have a feeling i would be disappointed in some of his answers Mm -hmm. easier said than done i would have to accept them. yeah what about you
3: um, no. And I You say, wouldn't be
0: ready for that conversation?
3: No, I, like, yes and no. Like, yes, because I'm nosy. I want to <laughs> know what you have to say. You can't just leave me on a cliffhanger and not expect me to listen. But also no, because I don't- So I have this thing where I try to just move in silence mm-hmm. and kind of just not be seen or the ninja heard. that you are oh yeah i'll walk up and in conversations people are like you you've been here i've was like, i been here for 20 minutes um yeah
1: that does happen it does <laughs> and
3: it's it's low-key kind of scary but i can't turn it off um <laughs> and i know one of the things because technically i talk to jesus all the time i pray and the things that we've been talking about in this season is coming out of my comfort zone and like being seen and being mm. heard. And I know that that conversation would be like, hey, so um, you're doing great. You're doing awesome. And let me recognize you for that. And mm. I would literally just like die. Not because it's Jesus, but just because anytime I'm doing something well, I'm literally just like, don't look
0: at me. Yeah. And so <laughs> I, I guess, cause I asked, and that's good. I love both your answers. Cause I, I asked that question because It's like, well, what if he came to the door? Well, well, you know, oh, that's easy. But every day he's coming to the door. Right. And I think either consciously or subconsciously, we keep ourselves so busy that we don't have to have that sit down conversation. Because, I mean, I'd be honest, you know, where I am right now, I would be a little nervous about that conversation, to be honest. Uh, I don't know if I would be ready for it because of just my struggles and things I've been dealing with. You know in this new season you know i feel like you know wrestling with being worthy and things like that and so i'm like i don't know if i'm ready for that conversation i don't know i don't want to be in my feelings either then i i legitimately sometimes distance myself from because i know he's i know adamantly that he's actually talking to me and sometimes i've distanced myself from hearing him on purpose because i know what that conversation looks like and I'm like, I don't want to be in my fields today. I don't want to be, I don't want to, I, sometimes I just don't even want to deal with it. Yeah. You know? And it's like, I push it off and like, he's like, Hey, I'm still here. He's like peeking through the windows. Hey, I'm still here. And I'm like, ah, oh, I got to have this conversation.
1: Like I said, man, you got to push forward. Jesus ain't going to hurt you just to hurt you. So if he's going to tell you,
0: to, you're going to need to hear it. Oh yeah. sir. I, no doubt. I, I know I definitely do need to hear it. And I'm. I'm here for it, but it's just that, okay, once you have the conversation, you know there's a process afterwards. Yeah. And I'm already ready to submit to that whole process.
3: Yeah. Um it's it's weird because, you know, we talk about Jesus and everything like that. And you gotta talk about God too. So when Adam and Eve first, when they did the big mess up, that's what I call it. I have questions messed it up when up I get up to all heaven. The
0: big mess up. Was
3: it really an apple? Because I don't feel like the fall no, of was man it. was not worth that fruit. Mm-hmm. um
0: I would think papaya, mango, mango would have been worth it. No, I'm
3: sorry. <laughs> <said that. laughs> no, but what's the first thing that they did as soon as they felt unworthy, as soon as they saw the glory of God versus who they were? They hid. And God was like, where y'all at? It was like, I
0: was there when I made you. I right. know.
3: Like, he's like, where are you guys at? And they're like, um, we're over here. <laughs> and God's like, um. You know that's
0: poison uh, ivy. You got wrapped up. Right. right. Like, wait,
3: right. okay, that's fine. <laughs> and it's like, it's human nature to know that when our, when we've done something or we're not living the way we're supposed to, it's interesting that even kids do it. Mm. As soon as they do something bad, what's the first thing they do? They just disappear. They They
0: dip. And what you're just Sean like,
3: knew. and you're like, what happened? Wait, and they're like, I don't know.
0: And <laughs> I know. I don't
3: I was it, I don't, whatever. you
0: ran into the wall, mommy. I don't know what happened.
3: Right. Like I didn't <laughs> just punch him across the base. Like, <laughs> but it's those things of like when Jesus come it's literally we do it as adults. So what happens when we get busy, we're technically hiding. So we don't have to hear you. Yeah. And we're literally just diving deep into whatever you're whatever like whatever we're doing but the thing about jesus that i love the most and about god is that even if we stay busy he'll literally just be outside he's like all right you lock me up but when you open the door i'm ready
0: ready just like steve urkel and then he's washing your car he's like
3: he's like i got the grass he's
0: bringing you the mail right
3: you need a babysitter talking to the neighbors they walk on the dog you know
0: it's funny i say all that i was like that's my dad
3: that is your my dad that's not
0: jesus that's but popcorn. he's like that's how
1: he acts yes <sighs> my dad's great so now that you're saying that i feel like i could be wrong maybe i would hide if i if jesus came you you wouldn't be too ready for that not as not as prepared as you thought you would be yeah because i feel like you knock on the door i'm like oh this is different when i picture
0: yeah you. so it, i mean it's there all right, so I don't want to spend all, a super amount of time because I do want to get to like this bonus question. Oh. Um, so um, what if, and we, I think we hit this um, a little earlier too. Um, what if Christians lived more like disciples than just congregation?
3: We would actually complete the Great Commission. <laughs> first we of all. We'd get some things <laughs> done. And we would have uh, more than a mission vacays, which is what I call them. Um <sighs> Yeah. So we <laughs> I could talk about this all day. Um it would be a lot more a lot less finger pointing and a lot more hugs. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. We um, need a hug. Yeah, it's just to be it would be gentleness, mm. which I think we're missing. Humbleness and gentleness. There's nothing better than when you're having a bad day. You know, my friend Cindy was on the podcast a while ago and she does this. She'll say, How are you?
2: <laughs>
0: and you're like, that. and you're like,
3: I'm I'm good. No, how are you? And then
0: she stares in your and eyes and she touches into your, your shoulder like, and you're just like deep oh. analyst.
3: <laughs> and you start crying, but that gentleness that she came with is I can tell you everything and trust you enough that you'll still love me afterwards. Even if she doesn't know you, she does it so well. And if we could just grasp gentleness, like humility and just being present, then most of the discipleship right there is already there. You know, because mostly what they were was present in the moment with Jesus. It's at the to time they fell asleep, but you know, it was a tough night.
0: <laughs> we go hold <home>, that again. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: But at the same time, it's like, okay, I'm here with you. How do you need me to be?
2: Mm.
3: What do you need? And a lot of times Christians fill words, like fill air with like scriptures and words. And sometimes the best part about being a disciple to other people is just being there. Yeah. And just sitting and be like, so what do you need? Nothing. I'm going to get you a blanket. You look Mm. cold. So... It would just be a lot of that. So
0: I like that side of it. What do you think, Caleb? If if the church was was not just coming to Sunday service, if what if we were coming for something more? What if the goal, what if we all were coming for a goal? Like, and that was discipleship. What if we were all like, like and then not in such a, a race kind of way, like I'm trying to get this over you, I'm trying to get this promotion, but like we're all trying to obtain this next step. We're not all just trying to stay you know, in this visitor kind of mentality, or we're not just members of a church. We are, we're different. We'd have a lot less
1: divisiveness. I agree with everything you just said, because I don't know if this has anything to do with it. There's this verse about Jesus flipping over tables, right?
0: I love that verse. It's my favorite. Here's the, thing, here's the thing here's the thing tape. about that you know me so well i'm ready for this. I'm, i stop I'll all right pray right, calm for down. me y'all uh <laughs>
1: the thing is here's the thing about that verse people misinterpret it so bad so i read it for myself the other day and came to the conclusion i'm just like you guys are perverting and twisting this so if we were more like disciples i don't we'd have less of perversion and more empathy that's the word yeah inclusion
0: mm-hmm like you said hugs we all need a hug i see it more like i think i think i see that the loving side but i also see like we're on mission like what's the agenda for today and not to have an agenda but like what are we building what are we creating what are we what are we making space for for people you know yo we got this room Uh, who can we get in this room to, to, to teach, to mentor? Um, we got these funds. What can we do with these funds as outreach? You know, I would see it very much like organized, like not so much like military, but like, yo, we are on here. We are on purpose. And I think a lot of churches have those things, but I think like the, but I think like a lot of times in the congregation, you got maybe 25 to in a great church, maybe 30 or 40, like percent Mm. of people who are really on mission for something. And they're just Mm. like wanting to see mountains move. They're ready for healing. They're ready for spirit-filled church. They're ready for impact. They're ready for the harvest. And they're ready to just kind of make things shift. They're ready to see things move. But I feel like a huge part of everyone else is kind of like like we're and in a way we're dragging them like all right come on y'all come on y'all like let's get it you know as well, stuff like you know now yes.
1: for starters i'm not saying don't flip over tables i'm, <laughs> I'm <laughs> cuz okay. you need to flip over the table sometimes sometimes
3: so Titus 2, 1 through 8. So you're going to have to stay with me for a second. Sorry. <laughs> but it's basically, so it starts, you, however, must teach what is appropriate to sound doctrine. Teach the older men to be temperate, worthy of respect, self-controlled, mm, and sound in faith, in love, and in endurance.
0: There's so much to unpack in that
3: right but it's not (laughs) over yet there's Uh more (laughs) um likewise teach the older women to be reverent in the way that they live not to be slanderers or addicted to too much wine well (laughs) but to teach what is good i feel like
0: that's the opposite like every show is oh yeah what they're saying don't do
3: right and then it says then they can urge the younger women to love their husbands and children to be self-controlled and pure to be busy at home, to be kind and to be subject to their husbands so that no one will malign the word of God. And then similarly encourage the young men to be self-controlled again. In everything, set them an example by doing what is good. In your teaching, show integrity, seriousness, and soundness of speech that cannot be condemned so that those who oppose you may be ashamed because they have nothing bad to say about you.
0: Now, all that.
3: All of that. Literally all of that. Because it's telling you exactly how we should conduct ourselves as a church. Because everybody wants to send people out without doing the inside work first mm. and you can't do that like you're sending out the i said self-control out mm, because key point let me there are women in the church many churches and i'm sure other young men women might relate where the moms of the church the mothers like older if they see a young lady dressed inappropriately there is no correction there is a hey you see what she was wearing yeah oh so she just went to the club that night and decided to come to jesus (laughs) all these things that are happening and then it's like well i don't want my husband to look at her i don't blah blah blah. this says he needs to know self-control and this says you need to not be slandering people and your job is to teach her how to be like more like you in your goodness and so it's like, you got to do the inside work first before you start taking mission vacations. So then they can actually become mission trips because your heart is good. Like it's
0: it's on mission,
3: right? Like you have a purpose because you built up the inside of it.
0: Mm. <laughs> what
1: you just said reminded me of a quote I heard about two weeks ago that religion is kind of like a knife. You can use it to cut your steak or you can use it to stab somebody. But you got to make the choice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so, and you know, the thing is like, I know it sounds like, oh man, they're really hitting the church hard, but it's like, I want us to look at the what if because of what could happen. Like, what fruit could we really be producing on a day to day, year to year, month to month basis? Because the time, if the time, if any, is now to do it. Because I, oh, no, go ahead.
3: United States Christianity is not biblical christianity let me say that
0: i don't think people have said that enough
3: so first of all you cannot build a church where you give everything like everything you have in a capitalistic society the way that it was meant to be built right? I like capitalism. I like new stuff. Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing wrong with a new thing here or there. But in order we to- We all got
2: iPhones. Right. <laughs>
3: but God literally, like the way that the church is built is you sell everything you have so that everything everyone has something. Yeah. So that no one goes without. And there's this weird thing of- Mega church pastors making money the way that they shouldn't be making money, or you have, um,
0: and then when people from the outside see say that, something. it's like because I've known people who won't go to church because then, like, the first day they go back, it's the message on tithing, you know. Right. And I'm, you know, I've had testimony in tithing, me and, and Erica both have, especially in our marriage. So when I tithe, I do it from a heart of gladness. You know, I'm doing it from a, with a heart of purpose because I know what those funds could be doing. But I do know that feeling of, man, well, pastor got a new ride, uh, where'd, where'd, where'd my check go?
3: There is a church that I won't name, but a pastor wanted a private jet oh, yeah, so he could there. take mission trip, mission people over there.
0: Delta, Southwest, Spirit. First of all. Spirit would have been great.
3: They may not, not have enough. made it. <laughs> um, but oh, no. oh not today's, but, but, it, blue. but it's one of those things of like <clears throat> you have to understand that the biblical church can look like the way it's supposed to in America, but the way that we have built the church up, it's not looking like it's gonna look like that, yeah, and if people understood the biblical church more, they would be way more excited to help the poor people instead of making anti-homeless infrastructure.
0: So let me ask you this, um, both of you guys. So when we dive into the what ifs, we see, you know, Caleb's been like, you know, there's a utopia on the other side of these what ifs. You're saying there's more harvest, there's more genuine uh, genuine hearts mm-hmm. in it. So. Um, I just lost my question Lord, Lord Jesus Oh So in these What if questions What does it look like For you Like You know If we Let me Or let me say it this way Do you think these are Obtainable Yes In some ways
3: I think they're 100% attainable Okay It's just You gotta stop Politicizing Jesus mm. Which is I, The oh, real Key to all of that. Like you have got to stop saying Jesus would have been a Democrat or a liberal, or yeah. Jesus would have been a Republican. Um, like because I said, that's not true.
1: That hurts the kingdom he so You don't care much. about your political affiliation, but me and my brother were talking about the the other day, because you said something about United States Christianity. It's from, uh, as far as COVID goes, from Reverend Bryn Kramer. He said, if we Christians somehow arrive at the conclusion that giving up some personal liberties for the sake of other people's safety, somehow makes us less free, then we have deeply misunderstood the cross.
2: Mm.
3: Be- mm. Because you have. Like, Jesus gave up everything yeah. for people who don't even like him.
0: Yeah, And them.
3: we can't give up an hour of time to make a phone call because it's inconveniencing. Which, life is busy. I get that. That's not the problem. The problem is when one, we start to politicize Jesus, but two, we make people's struggles our inconvenience. Yeah. So,
0: um... That's heavy.
3: Yeah, and it's it's hard because everyone of in a place of privilege has done that. Like, uh, oh, this homeless man's asking me for money. I ain't got no cash. What am I supposed to do? I'll just walk faster. Or something like that. Um, and it's like, um sometimes they have phones you could have asked about a cash app you could have said "Can i buy you food like you could have done other there's things the, i mean
0: just with a genuine heart there's things we can right. do now when i asked that you were a little unsure you were caleb you were like well i don't know it is so do you think why would you say these are not obtainable so i said some some parts of it obviously you're not going to be able to reach everybody why not you know, people are, (laughs) (laughs) I know, but I, but I always have to have, I'm, I'm, for me, I'm very hopeful because I mean, if we're not going to at least try to reach everyone, then what's the point?
1: Yeah, but I get it. Here's the thing. I like, I feel like some people, and we talked about this before, are so hurt by the church and Christians that they just shut their ears off completely.
0: But that's what I love about the what if, because, you know, if, like you said, you know, there are some people who are at this super critical point where it's just like I'm at the I will never step foot inside of a church, I will never read another scripture and you know forget God. Don't even care. I don't want nothing of it. And there are people out there like that, but I I don't know. I just couldn't see myself just continuing in this ministry or in ministry period if we aren't still trying to connect with those people in some way to bring them that. Like, what if, because to me, when you say that, it just means, okay, that's the mountain to scale. It's like, that's impossible. Well, you thought Everest was impossible, but people have done it. That's the mountain that we continually pray for. You know, if if you're waking up and you're like, well, everything's great in my life. I don't have everything really to pray for there's someone you can pray for Yeah, you know there's there's mountains to move there's still a lot of work to be done there is um for us so but i but i do i'm on the i'm i can understand that point though because we have talked about those people who've just <laughs> been at that critical point where they're just like i'm done
1: it also depends on how you do it because remember this morning we were talking with that uh what's to do bizzle that, yeah. Do you think you're going to win anybody over by the way he was talking in his response? Yeah, it
0: was more like a clap back. And, you know, we'll go into that um another episode. But, you know, it's all in the approach. And we're actually doing an episode with my man, Jorge, on evangelism and like what it really looks like and how to actually do it. Because I feel like that's probably one of the most things we've gotten wrong, parts of ministry that we've gotten wrong for a lot of years is how we how we evangelize the people how we you know how we proclaim the gospels and you said it a bunch tonight you know is dictating the gospels over someone's life using the gospels as a a bat to beat people down rather than you know you know a ladder to lift them up or however you want to phrase it
3: but i can never be mad at someone who's like i just ain't doing this no more because I was that person, I'm not doing this no more, you know, because there's just, everyone has a breaking point. And sometimes it's by the church. Sometimes it's just life of just like, I just ain't doing this no more. And the thing that is really weird about the times I've seen people evangelize is like like plant the seed and then cover it with dirt and water and they'd be like grow hurry up <laughs> hurry up why are you taking so long just be a Christian already and it's literally just like, love Jesus oh my God and it's literally like have you ever seen a plant grow by you yelling at it because if you have tell me because I kill plants and I need to know that technique
0: <laughs> but are you a plant lady.
3: I'm not. I kill them. What is
0: with? Okay, that's another. We'll talk about that later. I can't. It's fine, I can't but
3: I kill them. Um, not the metaphorical ones, but the <laughs> real life ones I murder. Um, but it's those and then things. And it takes time, too. It takes. Sometimes you are planting the seed and walking away. And then someone else gets to water it. And then someone else gets to be the sunshine. And then someone else gets to see the little seedling grow. That's a grow. Whole word right there. It re- and the thing is, it's like people are in such a rush, such a rush for everything, including this save your being like, Whatever, like helping people get saved. Yeah, it's like a has to happen right now. It has to happen in front of my face. Oh my God, be healed right. The instant
0: gratification of knowing that you're doing works for whatever. But
3: but it's not coming from a place of God is going to do this for you. It's coming from a place of I just really need to see this happen because I'm just struggling right now.
0: I had that really bad when when we were when I was in ministry with when our kids got to high school I was like i gotta get I gotta see something because at the end of twelve years I want there to be some amazing story so I need you how to read your Bible read it every day I need you guys to have the three hundred and sixty day streak or rewards in your bible app you know so people know that I didn't screw up with you guys and then I was like you know what I came you know I had to really sit down with myself and be like all right, what we did, we did a good job. We did what we were supposed to do. We did what we were called to do. After that, it's it's in God's hands. We were there for a season, and then you know the you know, we're still there for some of them if they come and they're like, well, you know, we know we need to talk or whatever. You know, we're still there, but you know, we were here for a season, and now it's someone else's time. Yep. To make whatever kind of impact in their lives, but I do understand that because you sometimes you just want to know you're doing a good job.
3: Oh, yeah, all the time. Like, you know, there's nothing better than when you took a test, you was like, I'm about to fail. But then you get it back and you got like a B or an A, you're like, well, you, ah, yes. Yeah. Like, there's nothing, or like you I see, pray for or like a yeah. <laughs> ooh, 2.5 GPA. Um, You see a student and you pray for them and they get that like relief, like that breath of like,
2: sure. I can breathe. Oh, yeah.
3: Like, there is something so good in it. But the thing is, is like, we can't expect that all the time. And we've turned into, I guess, one who shall not be named. You can cut that out, though. Um, she <laughs> oh. she says it, but it's, you know, we're a microwave culture where God's an oven, like.
0: Yeah, it takes some time, it takes like, a minute.
3: Like, have you ever had one of them mug cakes? Like the, you exactly. mix it all up? Yeah. No, they're so runny and so, na- mm-mm. A cake but is it's meant,
0: instant cake. A
3: cake is meant to be baked. Oh, man,
0: <laughs> you're right. But while it's baking, can I have? Things? Or like the the
3: microwave <laughs> omelet? I'll do you one better. A microwave omelet. That Dude, junk, that, 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 that egg be right. so? It's quick. Who does that? that? Like
1: hotel eggs?
3: No, I mean like if you're just in That's a situation powder. and you just want like it's like an actual egg and you cook oh, it, right, and right, it's like right, it, right, they're right. so, so overcooked it's so nasty. It tastes like chewing on rubber because that's something that should have been done on the stove.
0: But you know what, you know, in that, when I got on the other side of that instant gratification ministry work, whatever you want to call it, you know, there was a couple moments where my students had this like really, sometimes it wasn't even like a super big God moment, but they had one. And it was just so great to just enjoy that moment not had to be you know all whatever and let's dive deeper let's keep going go more dig deeper you know it was just like look what god did and just like Mm -hmm. let's go forward just enjoy it just take it in and breathe it in and just be like he's he's working he's doing it
3: yeah so the church took a whole bunch of like students on a mission trip but like to atlanta i don't know if you're here for that um, they took it? us to Atlanta and we were just hanging out in, I think it was section eight housing with like a whole bunch of people. I don't think you were there.
0: I left early,
3: okay. And we ended up at section eight housing, whatever. When I tell you, God was like, I just need you to hang out with this person, and I was like, Cool, talk to her, had whatever her life was a little rocky, and then it became like, but with that whole experience, there was no instant gratification type of evangelism and type of Jesus. It was a process of I had to, like I didn't get to stay in her life for more than like a few months, but I'm friends with her on like um, social media and sometimes we talk and to see her have a family is really nice Mm -hmm. to see her have a job that she can keep is so good. Mm -hmm. To see her talking about Jesus and that she loves him is so good. And I think people need to be more mindful of those type of stories as opposed to the, I prayed for this dude one time and then he was just saved, which is (laughs) fine. There's nothing wrong with those stories, but if you just tell those stories, you give a false sense of this is what it means when you evangelize.
0: And then people are trying to obtain
3: Yeah, like when they used to take you to the mall and be like, pray really hard and (laughs) God will give you a person to pray for.
0: I've seen the, (laughs) I'm not (laughs) going to, I'm going to tell that story when I'm a whore. I've seen that, 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 um,
3: (laughs) high key guys, it's it's weird. Harder. It's Um, so weird.
0: (laughs) All right. So before we wrap things up, I wanted to kind of wrap things up with this one question, which I think, Ties in pretty, pretty um, closely. Um, one of the when I first started um, putting this podcast together, the kind of the theme that I wanted to run through it was like discernment, like know that your choices have weight to them, whether they're big or small. Um, Don't tell me that. I, I just, <laughs> it, it is what it. Is. But so I wanted people to to like when you're about to make a decision, and I know sometimes like you know if you're gonna wear your shoes. You don't have to be like God. What shoes should I wear? Because then you're gonna be stuck there all day. No, through life.
3: that's the first day of school prayer. Don't do that.
0: <laughs> that is. <laughs> what's the fit gonna be for the first day? But I want people to like really put, con, you know, put God behind their thought process in and discernment. And be like, you know, if it's you know a huge decision, leaving a job, staying at a job, all kinds of different things, but. I want people to have God more in the decision-making process in discernment. So I want them to be discerning when they're making their choices and be like, well, what if, you know, there's something more on the other side of this, but you know, something else came to my mind also was this kind of thought of predestination. So we know God's um, omniscience and he's in all places at all times. And sometimes that's a little creepy um, or crazy to think about. It's like, Oh, he's everywhere. Even but in this room. you know, when we think about it like, all right, so he knows everything. And so we wrestle between him knowing everything, us having free will. So Caleb with you. I'm gonna start off with you for this one. Um, knowing that God is everywhere, knowing that he knows everything, but knowing you still have free will, does that make a huge impact in how you live your life and the decisions that you make now? You know, you're a little, you're a little older, older. not much, little yeah. older, <laughs> just but you're, you're a little older now, you know, more, you understand people more, you understand ministry a lot better. You know, you understand God more, you're in the word, but does that kind of, you know, dictate how you make your decisions?
1: You know, for most of my life, it did. And obviously like when I tell you these stories, most of them, when I was a teenager, right? Yeah. 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 So like I said, I fo- I didn't really follow it as well. So I just did whatever I felt was the best that Caleb thought. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until a few years ago that I was like, all right, I need to start looking at things in a biblical sense. And I'll tell you a story. What happened to me the other day where I was at work and this woman was furious. Like she was angry. She took it out all on me. As customer service to a T. Well, you know... Like you, I get angry.
0: I Why f- you put me out of here? <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Hey, y'all. You I'm- talked
3: about flipping tables earlier. <laughs> not he's just that. We're vulnerable
0: Look. here. We're vulnerable Dude, I here. am not an angry person. Marvel's I am, not the best. I, I'll just say I'm very hype at times. That's what we're calling it. Look, I'm just going to keep. We'll y'all.
3: call it passion. Thank you. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm a, I'm a very a passionate, passionate person. That's it. <laughs> yeah,
1: we'll go with that. Y'all trying to pull me out, man. Come on. Um, I wanted to say some things that weren't godly. Mm-hmm. but And I, that's real too, that's just real. I had to stop for myself and I'm like, okay, God, let go, let God. I had to step back and say, ma'am, sorry for the inconvenience and move on. Now the pride in me was like, why did you let that woman talk to you like that? Oh, I know that pride. But part of the <sighs> other side of me is just like, Jesus is proud of you. You did good, mm. you did good, Caleb
0: that's good that's it takes, it like takes that. restraint it does because I mean you know I, I mean, for like me right now I'm like I can get a job anywhere so I just be sometimes there are days where I didn't wake up with Jesus oh, <laughs> <you>. <laughs> and the wrong customer like and sometimes I just be like I'll be waiting for like someone yeah. like oh you, you getting like, snippy I feel you getting snippy hold up and I'd be wanting to like, I don't need this job. I can go off. And then I'm like, you know what? Rochelle, welfare, everybody hates Chris. You know, I, mean, I have Jim to, Chris. and then it's like, like you said, it's like a discerning moment. Cause I'm like, yeah, I could rip off on this dude and What's I may going? or may not lose my job. What's it going to do but, for you? You know, how is that going to look You know, am I reflecting, um, am I reflecting Christ? No. And I know it's like, you know, people are like, well, it's so super churchy, but I mean, that's what we're called to do. If it's not, are we not? we are, to, we are to, 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 to reflect christ so if if i'm not actively doing that or keeping that conscious thought in my mind then i'm not i'm not probably won't do it no i won't do it i can tell you that right now. <laughs> there you start flipping there's on. a whole We're nother side to me pre-saved well i've always been saved anyway, anyway, anyway. Before, Ed, christ, anyway. Fine. before christ before real christ
3: yeah brc <laughs> <laughs> That's what we'll coin it. Is BRC, y'all? BRC for real Christ. BRC.
0: We have new turns. So. <laughs> we have new turns. What do you think?
3: Um, I feel like our journey with God is almost like a GPS system. He knows where you're starting from, and he knows where you're going to finish. Your job is only to drive the car, and when, if you can take whatever turn you want, but know that you're going to get to the where you're supposed to go. It might take you a little bit longer. You may have to go through a shady alley or two, mm-hmm. but you're going to get to where you need to go.
0: Now, mm-hmm. on, that, on that thought, you know, and I don't want to go super deep into this, but <laughs> on that thought, though, knowing that he has, is it more comforting knowing that he has somewhere for you to be? Or is it like one of those, well, I just want to do what I want to do and just see what's on the other side of that.
3: It's, for me, it's both. Mm-hmm. There are times where I'm like...
0: And that's real. That's okay. a real answer.
3: So, Brian Olivas is a really smart dude. Come on the show, Brian. Um, that's all I'm gonna say. That's...
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah okay.
3: Um, sure. <laughs> he's really For smart. Sure. And... I was telling him about a job opportunity, all these things, because if you know me and I talk, I always have to talk stuff out and think it out. Yes, and do. then I'm like, oh my God, this sounds good. Oh, but this sounds better. Oh my God. <laughs> and <laughs> yes, so, you know, and Brian looked at me straight in the face and said, every good door is not the best door.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And nice. I have taken that into such consideration to know that if there is a decision that has to be made and it is a life altering decision, I cannot I can no longer make that decision without God involved because I picked good doors and they were good for a while and then I was like mm, this not good no more. Yeah. And you don't I've been blessed enough to have an out each and every time, but not everybody's like me. Not everybody's going to be like forget this job and like yeah. leave. Um and so, yeah. So it's like you have to, for me, I have to include him on the decisions because when I don't include him, I pick what I think is good but I don't know everything. So I only know as far as my eyes can see, yeah. which I have double astigmatism, so it's not far.
2: <laughs>
1: oh, um,
0: <laughs> we all got glasses here. I just so, noticed.
3: Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> this is
0: the nerd table. It's the cool nerd table. Though. It's
3: the cool nerd table. Like, we um, may
0: have all Marvel shirts, but we got fresh kicks on. So, yeah, we do. That's, oh, definitely. With that's these Pumbos. Oh,
3: can't tell me nothing. Yo, I'm um, feeling like
0: the kick game is serious under the table but, right
3: now. But, yeah, definitely like. You know, but that's more from experience because I'm a bit older than Caleb, so I've tried to <laughs>
0: for years. It's a bit, <laughs> but you know, four what? years makes a difference. Four, you know what? I'm not even gonna trip because like six months is a could be a whole trip through right through Christ through God and even even without Him. So right. four years, you know what? I take that back. That's that is Thank that's you. a lot. That's a lot. So Sorry, I,
3: <laughs> I have tried a career. It didn't work. I tried another career and it didn't work um but my heart and my passion still had me like at this one place right Mm -hmm. but i kept trying to figure out like oh god you're taking too long and literally i graduated in 2018 who may 5th, single to mile 2018. dang yeah that was a while ago i'm not Um, (laughs) but I graduated college 2018 and I had an idea for a career and it kept not working and I was like well God what am I supposed to do and God was legit like just chill and so I got a job that I thought was going to work because I didn't ask him I was like oh it's in higher education I'm going for it and God was like I told you to wait but it's okay and you're
0: hard headed
3: I know I am and it didn't work and then covid happened and i had to go mm. back to retail and god legitimately said i have so much good stuff for you just be patient just be patient. and just wait and be excellent oh because a lot of people just wait and then they like i hate this job i want to be here blah yep. blah blah, blah. blah, That's blah. Right. It's- <laughs> and so it's like waiting with the spirit of excellence it's very different than just straight up waiting and so i went back to this clothing store and i was like i'm gonna do my best
0: yeah i man, that's why we get the people we get on this show these two guys are they're younger than me and spitting like real knowledge facts like because i'll be honest that is the one thing i am terrible at there's a lot of things i'm terrible at let's i'm gonna be real but that's the one thing i do struggle with too is like having that spirit of excellence Cause I'm like, God, you know, there's not where I'm supposed to be. Why you got me here. And then you want me to out, like really perform, perform. These people don't deserve my best. Cause I mean, like, and it's not in a bragging sense, but when I, there's a lot of the jobs I've worked at, I can do a lot of great things. I'm a good employee. Oh, mm-hmm. you know, ho- holla at your boy. Uh, but, and, <laughs> but you know, I'll be like, man, you know, I'll either look at my pay or, you know, whatever the situation is and be like. Or, you know, I'll see someone who's above me and, you know, they suck at their job. And I shouldn't say that, but they do. And I'll be like, man, That's- <laughs> I'm worth all this. I'm worth more than all this because I know what I'm capable of. But, you know, I really feel like, you know, I'm not putting much effort into that. Right. You know, when I come home, I try my best. I try to give my family that best, but I don't give my job the best, you mm-hmm. know, unless I like the job. Right. You know, and then it's like, god's like well that's not how this thing is supposed to work but i'm like but i but you know i'm just saying oh man i'm gonna come after him next um so i've struggled with that but um so i get it that's i i'm gonna be better i'm gonna be better so before (laughs) we go um no in this what would you guys say um as far as discernment as far as making these decisions what would you guys say Are probably some of the most important concepts like what would you say to someone who's kind of like in this like like I think about these questions like these these are some things that keep me up at night what would you say to that person that they can take to their tomorrow and live out
1: I'd say read listen consult someone you know that you trust just let God good wisdom just let God that's what I did okay took me a while but I got there well I'm still getting there, but. Building. I'm in a better place than I was four or three years ago. Okay. What about you that way?
3: Explore. Okay. Learn while you're exploring, be patient while you're exploring. Um, So I say this because I went to college with a plan. <laughs> that plan ain't work because I wanted to be a high school teacher. I said, I don't like these kids. <laughs> um, I love them, but not in teaching context. Um, And that didn't work. And so it made me have opportunities to figure out who I was Mm -hmm. and what I wanted with God. But understanding that as I'm learning and growing, my opinions and my thoughts and all these things are going to shift because I'm no longer under the roof of my parents. I no longer have to do it because you told me so. I have to have a moral reason as to why I'm not doing this.
0: That's a whole nother nother level right there.
3: It is, so that's why I'm like, explore, you know, figure it out, you know, there are tons of, you can be a giving person and have tons of things that you could do. It might not even have anything to do with college, but just figure out, like take some time and figure out who you are with God and figure out what you like, what you don't like, what you like to eat. I know someone who doesn't know their favorite food because they haven't tried that many foods. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm legit like, they were like, this is delicious. And I was like, you ain't never had a pop before? <laughs> and they were like, so no, bad. because my parents never let me. But now that they were like in their twenties, they were oh, like, "I can do wait, whatever I want."
0: There are people who
3: haven't had Pop Tarts into their twenties. She never had a Coke or anything like that either. Her parents were like super anti-sugar.
0: I just want to start a ministry for her right now. Mm-hmm. And no, her we the- don't,
3: because she has some sugar, and I was like, "Never again." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, that's a, uh, I gave her I was,
0: one double stuff Oreo. When she literally lost her.
3: gave her half of a pop tart and she was like woo, 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 woo. I was that's like,
0: why you i was
3: like <laughs> you start gremlin before
0: <laughs> oh my god all right so um man thanks you guys everybody for checking out episode 11 um what if um so you know you guys have been great thank you guys so much for coming through spending time have with your boy again. uh we gonna definitely get y'all on again when can
3: i be your co-host Yo, oh, yo. I'm just saying.
0: You, you try. I'm,
3: I'm hilarious. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, <man. laughs> it's been proven <laughs> all right but you gotta let me flip over a table or two okay well not we, with we the, can not the one with the equipment someone not, else's table
3: i'll let you flip a table if there's like no food on it that's the
0: that's the one you get on no it. because Dang. i will be
3: you'll hurt me because i'll dive under the table <laughs> to save the food
0: oh my gosh um but yeah man i really appreciate y'all coming through man this has been such a this good one um i love the topic love the energy uh, marvel for life you already know what it is check out the weather sorry, series Caleb. on disney catch up
3: catch up man we'll better movies better we'll, we'll movies
0: dc just ain't never gonna bring it like that i'm sorry yeah, yeah. They, you might it just we, we go, we'll go into it we got more stuff coming <laughs> um but before we go edrea is gonna close us out in prayer and then we added this thing
3: wow god thank you so much for just being such a good dad and giving us the experience that we've had and the um, showering us with love and just kindness and just being just awesome. Thank you for bringing us together um, as we like dive into these kinds of conversations. Thank you for Andre and thank you for the idea that you placed on his heart for him to be able to continue to do this. Um, I pray for Caleb and everybody like um, him that they go and they figure out what they want to do, or you know, get whatever they need in life. And you know, you're just good, and thanks, and we love you. Okay, bye. You <laughs> in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. Roll Radio, where we roll for the kingdom. Episode eleven. We out. Peace. This, this, this
3: is Roll Radio.